listening to the Refinery Church Podcast. Each message comes from our Saturday night service in Brea, California. We pray these messages will build your faith and encourage you today. Okay, so if you missed last week, that's okay because I'm going to summarize where we are. We just got started in a brand new series of teachings called Heart Matters. Heart Matters is what we just got started with. And if you weren't with us, that's okay. You can actually go back onto iTunes and uh, check out our podcast. We have free podcasts uh, that are uploaded every single week. And that this last week's message is right on there. And you can catch up and hear the intro to this series. Um, I highly recommend it. What we did was we discovered... Uh, that the heart is the central part of our life. And I know that sounds like, oh, well, that's kind of obvious. Yes, the physical heart is the thing that beats and pumps blood throughout your body. It transports oxygen and nutrients, and it also transports all the bad stuff out so that you can get it and get rid of it out of your body. But we weren't talking so much about your physical heart. We're talking about the spiritual heart that the body refers to. It's the totality of your mind. It's the totality of your emotions, of your will, of your choices. And and, and that's the the heart that the Bible is talking about. And that is actually the center of your being. And the Bible says that it's the wellspring of life and that all matters and issues flow from that. And we saw that last week. Jesus taught and he said that evil acts, evil people act out of the treasury or the storehouse of their heart. And good people, this is what Jesus said, good people act out of the good things that are treasured or stored in their heart. So what Jesus simply said was, the matters of the heart, they matter. The matters of your heart, they matter. They affect your life. And and we're going to focus in on one matter of the heart for the next few weeks. I want to drill down into one of the matters that oftentimes most people don't realize can either make or break your relationships. It can can make or break your influence. It can make or break your career and the success you have in your career. This one matter that I'm going to talk about can make or break your family life. If this matter of the heart, if this principle is ignored, then it will result in broken relationships and and frustrated family life and struggles at work and even a bad reputation, and nobody wants that. I remember in high school, man, I was worried about my reputation. I wanted to have a good reputation. I wanted people to know me and like me. And this one principle, this one matter of the heart affects all those areas of our life. And you may not even know that. When when it is part of your life, when it is part of the culture, uh, the normative culture in your life, in your world, you'll start to see these things. Take a look really quickly on the screen. You're gonna start to see, there's a list up there. Go ahead and hit that, Josh. You're gonna see your reputation improve. When this, this principle, when this matter of the heart is actually part of your lifestyle, you're going to see boss, your boss is going to start taking notice of you like, hey, 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 I like what, I like what he's doing. Your home life is going to get better if you'll take this matter of the heart and actually begin to put it into practice, actually allow it to become part of your lifestyle. And I know I'm building you up like a salesman, right? Like, what is this matter he's talking about? I want to buy it right now. How can $13.95 right here? No, no. 
The matter of the heart, the principle that we're going to talk about here is the principle of, right here, hit it, Uh, go Josh, honor, there it is, honor, everybody say honor, honor, Honor. now honor, I know, you hear that word and go, honor, well, I mean, I know what honor is, that's like when a soldier who fought bravely receive some sort of medal, right, or an award. That's what honor is. And well, yeah, that, that's, kinda, that's kind of honor. Or somebody who's, who has strength and courage and is, is, is given a trophy uh, for their strength or their courage, uh, whether it's an athlete or whether it's, it's somebody who've done, who's done something brave. Well, that, yeah, that's a type of honoring. Or maybe you think in your mind, you go, well, I'm thinking about ancient traditions, ancient cultures, and ancient people who valued honor. Well, okay, that's true too. But do you know, those are just small little aspects of the whole picture of what honor is. I don't think most of us understand what the complete, actual uh, definition of honor really is. There's the biblical principle of honor that actually has huge benefits. Honor matters to God. And if you dig into scripture, you'll find out over and over and over again from the Old Testament to the New Testament, God is looking to honor and to be honored and expecting his creation to honor one another. Because there is a blessing, there are rewards, there are benefits that follow people who live a lifestyle of honor. Now, most of us don't really think and know what honor means. As a matter of fact, there was a pastor, um, a pastor that was getting ready to head to Korea. And um, he was planning to make a visit to Korea for the first time. And he asked, he he goes, I know that's a a culture that honors. And so he asked a a very famous, um, well-renowned world traveler to advise him on how he should you know, approach the Korean people. And so he gave him a list. He said, well, um, when you're meeting somebody for the first time, it is proper to bow. Not a lot, just a little. Enough to get your head lower than the other person. Well, of course, the pastor was six foot five and he's thinking to myself, thinking to himself, well, that that might be a little harder for me. (laughs) But he took the advice. He said, the, the expert said, don't make it big, Uh, But what this does is this conveys respect. It conveys respect. Oh, okay, that's good. Then he said, when you shake hands, extend your hand out there and then grip your arm or your elbow and shake equally. As you do this, this gesture is considered very polite. Oh, okay, well, that's easy to do. I, I I can do that. He said, it's also honoring to bring a gift. And when you present your gift, you present your gift with two hands, even a business card. So he was told, you present your business card face out, facing him with two hands. And they'll receive it with two hands in return. This was to show honor. Finally, he said, in Korea, as in most places in the world, you have to be careful not to show the soles of your shoes. I don't know if you knew this or not. It's considered extremely rude. And you must never, in any case or any situation, put your feet up on a desk with your shoes facing outward. That would be considered 
ultimately rude in any kind of business setting. Well, the pastor took these notes and he thought, well, thank you for preparing me. And then he thought to himself, he asked the traveler, he goes, well, by the way, um, if somebody was coming to the United States, what advice could you give them in this area? And the expert paused and thought, Nope, I can't think of any advice I can give them at all in this area because America is not a place where any of this really matters. Kind of a sad scenario, isn't it? Kind of a sad story. But sadly, it's true. We in the United States, we don't know. We don't really understand the principles of honor. Our society doesn't really understand how to live out the principles of honor. Our American culture is very, very much me-focused, isn't it? I mean, that's why we have so many great businesses. That's why we have such success commercially because, hey man, I'm gonna build my kingdom. I'm gonna build my business. Me, 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 me. And we've seen great success from that at a cost, at a cost. Now, it's true. Our country gives more aid in the world than any other country in the world. Absolutely, we are, we are giving in that way. But in our daily life, in our personal life, we are more like, um, well, what have you done for me lately? Right? Or like the old Frank Sinatra song. Remember from the 60s? I did it my way. That's right. That's who we are. We Americans. But check this out. God is speaking to us right now. He's speaking to you, this congregation. It's not by chance or accident that you're here tonight because God wants you to hear that he wants you to be a person of honor. And by doing that, you're gonna begin to experience the blessing that he can give you. God is speaking right now and wants us to experience a full life that he came for. The Bible says in John chapter 10, verse 10, that Jesus came so that you could have life and have it to the full. That's why Jesus came, so that you could have a full life. Well, the principle of honor, this matter of the heart is tied directly to experiencing that full life. And there are benefits that come with honoring. Huge benefits, huge benefits. Let me start with a story. Um, there's this story about a guy who built homes. Um, he was involved with building custom homes and not just any kind of custom homes. We're talking the nice kind of custom homes, the kind that are built down like in Newport Beach for three, four, and $5 million starting. Uh, these custom homes were for like executives and celebrities. And typically it would take over a year for these kinds of homes to be built. The project leader was a guy by the name of Tim. Tim started with this company back when he was only 18 years old. He started as a general laborer swinging a hammer, swinging a hammer on the job site. Tim really didn't like the owner very much, but he sure liked the money and he liked the work. So he stayed with the company. He stayed with the company actually his whole entire adult life. And, and Tim was good at what he did. He, he progressively moved up and became a, 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 a part of the crew, and then he became in charge of a crew, and then eventually he became a project manager, and he was promoted over and over again. When Tim was in his 60s, he was ready to retire. He'd done a good job, he'd made a good living, and he had planned for his retirement, and he was ready for the life of leisure. 
Him and his wife had bought a motorhome the year before. And they said, we're going to go see America. We're just going to live in our motorhome and we're going to travel around. The kids have grown and they're living their life. Now's our chance. The month he was going to retire was in the summertime, just getting ready to retire. His boss, the owner, came to him and said, hey, 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 Tim, before you leave, before you retire, I have one more favor. I've got this really picky client and I need you to build this one last home. Tim was like, what? Man, because he knew in his mind, this is going to take a year. This is going to delay his retirement for another year. Tim was ticked. He was disgusted, but he said, yeah, fine. Because his boss oftentimes threw these last minute things at him. Well, Tim didn't take care the way he normally would. And his attitude showed it. Tim took shortcuts. Uh, he, he hired people that could get the job done fast, but not necessarily the best. He bought products that were readily available rather than find the quality products that he normally would. He knew it wasn't the quality that the boss demanded, but he didn't care. He just wanted to be done because his motorhome was waiting. He was dishonoring the owner, but he felt that it wasn't fair that his owner would wait to the very last month to ask him to do this project. He finished the job in record time, got it done in just under nine months, three months quicker than he normally would have. The owner was amazed. And the owner showed up to inspect the house. And on the day he came to inspect the house, he didn't even go inside. He just looked at the outside and he stood next to Tim and said, Tim looks pretty good. How do you feel about it? Tim's like, oh, yeah, it's good. You know, deep inside, Tim knew, there's only one nail where there should have been three or four, you know. Some of the wiring maybe not as the quality. But he didn't say that. He just kind of kept it to himself. And the owner said, well, I want to thank you for the 40-some years that you've been part of this company. To show my appreciation, this is your house. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Tim was like, his jaw dropped to the ground. He's like, what? Of course, he hugged his boss and he thanked him. But you know what Tim was thinking in the back of his mind. Man, why did I take those shortcuts? I should have put gold faucets in the bathroom instead. Do you think if Tim had known the house was going to be his, do you think he would have taken those shortcuts? Mm -mm. No, of course not. Of course not. If he had honored his boss, if he had honored his commitment, he would have received not a poorly built house, but a custom mansion worth over $3 million. Man, if only he would have honored his boss. There's a reward for living a lifestyle of honor. There are blessings that God brings when we do what he tells us in Scripture, when we honor one another and honor him. Listen to what it says right here in John chapter 2, or I'm sorry, the second book of John, the letter of John, verse 8, says this. Take a look on the screen. It says this, Watch out that you do not lose what you have worked so hard to achieve. Be diligent so that you will receive your full reward. Everybody say full reward. Full. See, there's a partial reward 
and there's a full reward. Be careful. Watch out so that you don't lose what you have worked so hard to achieve. Be diligent. Be diligent so that you'll receive your full reward. Tim got a reward, but he didn't get the full reward because he dishonored the owner by not doing the job up to the standard that he normally is. See, that's an example of honor. That's an example of honor. When we think about honor, when we think about this word that's so easily tossed around. So what is, take a look on the screen really quickly. I want to show you this. What is honor? Why does it matter? And how do we live a lifestyle of honor? Everybody say what? What, what is honor? Everybody say why? why? Why does it matter? And let's say how. How do we live a lifestyle of honor? That's what we're going to be exploring over the next few weeks. And I promise you, if you'll begin to put these principles into place into your life, you're going to see some things start to turn around. I guarantee it. And if it becomes part of your lifestyle, you'll see these things begin to last. Let's start with what honor is, just for the next few minutes. What is honor? According to the Bible, in the Old Testament, the word for honor is a Hebrew word pronounced kabod. Everybody say kabod. It's kind of like, yeah. <laughs> the kabod. The commode. But it's not the commode, it's the kabod. K-A-B-O-D, kabod, or kabod, however you want to pronounce it. The literal translation of kabod or kabod is weighty. Weighty and enormous importance. Weighty and enormous importance. Inspiring awe. That's what that Old Testament word for honor means, to inspire awe with weighty and enormous importance. In the New Testament, there's a Greek word for honor, and it's pronounced to me. Everybody say to me. To me. It's actually spelled T-I-M-E, which we would think is time, but the Greek word is to me. And if you speak to a Greek person today and you use the word to me, in their minds, they, are, they understand that to mean of great value. The word to me means to attribute value. So what we can see from the Bible is that honor is this. It's, it's placing enormous importance or great value upon a person, a situation, or a thing. It's kind of like pure gold or a gold bar. I don't just take a gold bar and toss it around. If I have a gold bar, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of this because it's valuable. You know, an ounce of gold right now I think is worth about $1,200 an ounce if you follow the market. That's valuable, isn't it? So you're going to take that and you're going to put that in a place of honor. You're going to put that in a place of of value because there's value upon that, right? You're going to make sure that it's safe, secure, protected. You're going to uh, place it with honor. A further definition of honor can simply be respect, esteem, or to give preference to. Respect, esteem, or to give preference to. So think about honor. Think about your life and think about those around you. Do you Live a lifestyle of honor. Would that be something that somebody would say about you? See, it's commonly felt or expressed that honor is earned. Right? I'll, I'll honor you if you deserve it. Right? 
That, that's how we typically live. I'll honor you, I'll respect you if you deserve it, if, if you earn it. But a greater understanding of this, according to Scripture, is this. When we see people the way God sees people, then each person has great value. Because every person is a unique creation of God. No matter where they live, what's the color of their skin, their social standing, their education level, none of that ultimately matters. Because in God's economy, each person is a unique creation of God and deserves honor. This can be difficult. Ooh, this can be hard. Listen to what the Bible says here in Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. Take a look right here on the screen. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. You wonder what the Bible says about how we should treat others? It says this. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind. That's humility. Let each esteem others better than himself. And it doesn't just say, let him esteem, well, the people who deserve it better than themselves. No, 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 let him esteem others, anyone else, better than himself. Uh, the New Living Translation, a little bit more modern language, says these words. It says, don't be selfish, don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourself. See, Scripture teaches us that a lifestyle of honor is treating others with great respect, no matter who they are. And there's a reward that comes with that. There's a blessing from God that comes with that. Oh, this can be so difficult. This can be so difficult because our natural tendency, the way we naturally want to be is, I want to honor me, and I want others to honor me, and I want to do enough stuff that others will honor me and praise me and celebrate me. Like I said, I love watching the show America's Got Talent, but it's all about, man, I want to earn the votes. I want to earn the votes so that I can get voted, so I can win the million dollars. So honor me, honor me, honor me. It's how we are as a society. God's economy is a little different. He challenges us to look to honor others. It's only operating with true humility and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit that we can actually do this. That we can esteem others more highly than ourselves. Take a look at what, how we're instructed and told to do this. From Romans chapter 12, verse 10, the Apostle Paul says this. He says, love, matter of fact, let's all read this together. Ready? Begin. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in each other. Take delight in honoring each other. It's like saying, look forward to honoring each other. Matter of, fact, matter of fact, look for ways to outdo each other in honor. You know, if, if you honor me, man, I'm going to look for a way to outdo you in honor. You buy me a car, I'm going to buy you a house. You buy me a house, I'm going to buy you an island. I don't know. <laughs> look for ways to outdo each other in honor. Can you imagine a world like that? Wouldn't that be wonderful? If we were truly honoring one another, it can happen. And it's why God commands us to live that way. That we would be people, that we would be a person of honor. In closing, uh, Franny, come on up, would you? Jump on the keys for me. Don't jump on the keys. Play the keys. <laughs> Listen. 
Here at Refinery, there's a value that we've placed in honor. It's on your bookmark. It says that we are honoring because we believe that honor is a matter of the heart. And there's, a, there's blessings, which I'm going to be talking about over the weeks to come. There are blessings when we are people of honor. I want our congregation to be known. I want you to be known as a person of honor. Because when we give honor, honor comes back. Honor is the biblical principle that demonstrates God's love by placing others above our own ambitions. It demonstrates the love of God. And we believe the best about people. We believe the best about people. Even when they blow it, even when they fail, even when they stumble, even when they struggle, even when they fall, we need to be people that say, I, be, I believe the best about you, Kevin. I believe the best about you, Caden. Are you going to blow it? Are you going to make mistakes? Yeah, but I'm going to believe the best about you. I want to honor you. It's the kind of people we need to be. God wants the culture of refinery to be a place of honor. But it doesn't stop or even start here in this place. It starts here. Well, here. Not the physical heart, the spiritual heart, wherever that's found. It starts in your heart. And it permeates your home. And it permeates your workplace and your school and your neighborhood. And when it does, you're going to start to see transformation. Relationships are going to get strengthened as you begin to extend honor, even undeserved honor. You're going to begin to see success and promotion on the work, workplace. You're going to see a better way of living. Listen, it comes down to this. God has challenged me to have a culture of honor in our community of faith known as Refinery Church. But it starts with you. It starts with me. If you want to continue to go through life dealing with the issues of life the same way that the world tells you that society celebrates, you're going to end up getting the same kind of results. But when we take God's principles from his word and begin to put them in, into practice into our lives, we invite his power into our life. Not society's strategies, but God's power, God's ways. And guess who's been around a whole lot longer than the American society? Guess who's been around a whole lot longer than any of the education systems that are in this world today? Guess who knows best? The one who made you and formed you and knit you together in your mother's womb. The God of this universe who actually got this whole thing started. When we take God's principles and we put honor in our heart and we begin to live the lifestyle of honor, we will reap the rewards that come from being a person of honor. We'll reap the rewards from heaven. Mm. I got a couple of scripture verses. They're not on the screen. Let me read them to you. Listen to this. This is what God says. He says, 
Romans chapter 2, verse 10 says, There will be glory and honor and peace from God for all who do the same. Oh, isn't that good? Glory and honor and peace from God for all who do the same. Back in 1 Samuel chapter 2, God speaks to the prophet and says, Those who honor me, I will honor. Check that out. The God of the universe wants to honor you, wants to esteem you, wants you to know your value. He wants to do that. It just requires you doing it. You being a person of honor. And when you honor God, he'll honor you. And as you honor others, you'll receive honor in return. Over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about very specific things on how to honor in the workplace, how to honor in the home when it can be challenging, how to honor people who just don't seem honorable, like your parents, or your boss, or your spouse, We're going to look at ways that when we do honor, it breaks the err and turns it into ah. It does. When we esteem and respect and value God, we'll experience the same from Him. And the rewards, He rewards us with honor. Thank you for listening. For more information, check out our website at wearerefinery.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at WeAreRefinery. God bless.